You're with Sean Jung and Where the Veil Grows Thin, an exploration of the sacred moments of our human experience in life and death, joy and sorrow, birth and end of life. It's the unscripted instant when the heart opens, the face-to-face moments with the divine. This is a piece of a story about a woman that I was privileged enough to be able to help care for when I still worked for hospice. She and her husband had lived in the house they were in for many decades, and it was situated in a remote part of our service area, isolated. Ellen was no longer working. But her husband was, and as she declined and needed more help during the daytime hours while her husband worked, their daughter came home from a neighboring state to help care for her mom. Ellen and her husband had raised a daughter and a son, who were now both adults and married as well. I was visiting Ellen each week, and sometimes we would talk about her life when she was well, and sometimes we would talk about her current situation. She had been very slow to warm to my visits. Slow to open up, she was a very private, proud person. But once she trusted that I was someone who was going to come when I said I would and I would just listen and have tea, she became more like a friend than a patient. She had managed her life and her family and her home with detailed precision, and she was proud of what she and her husband had created and what she had accomplished in her life. Surrendering to the reality of her illness meant accepting help that she didn't want to need. As a result, she was reluctant to allow any of us to do much until it became absolutely necessary. Her hospice nurse lived in the next community. They had known one another slightly, but not well. Her nurse began providing the care, both of a nurse and as an aide, helping her bathe when she was there because she knew it was either that or Ellen would hurt herself trying to do it alone. She was not going to let another person from hospice in the door, and she was not going to let her husband help her. When her daughter finally moved in, she allowed her to be the one to help her with her bathing. I came to regard this woman as quite extraordinary. She slowly revealed her experience in illness as one that had opened her heart and deepened her understanding in ways that before this were unknown to her. I saw her as someone who was feeling her way along the emotional discomfort illness was bringing to her life as though she was learning Braille. With fine, sensitive fingers, she moved along the sometimes sharp edge of acknowledging choices she had made along the way of her life and how they were now cropping up. One day, she shared with me 
that she wished she had known many years ago what she now seemed to understand so completely. First of all, she had decided that her purpose in life was to die with grace and dignity and self-assurance. She said that she believed she would fall like a feather into the hands of God when it was time for her to go. She said that she felt the gathering of a legion of angels who would wait while she got good and used to the idea, and she wondered if they were going to allow her the time she hoped to have to organize the pantry one more time and see to the state of the freezer or the flower beds before they were put to sleep for the winter. This was all very beautiful, but then she shared with me how she had come to understand that she had lived almost her entire life unconsciously. And that's what I found so extraordinary, this awareness that she had walked through her life with her eyes closed to so many things that now felt important. She said that she had been watching the loving intention with which her now adult daughter had been caring for her, how she would bring a tray of food to the bedroom for her mom to eat a snack and put a small bud vase on it with a single stem flower, maybe a swirl of maple syrup gracefully placed on top of a small bowl of cream of wheat. She said she prepares a bath for her the same way, with love and attention to detail. She warms the towels in the dryer while her mom soaks in the tub. She sits quietly and peacefully in the silence of their home and greets every moment as precious. And my friend, the patient, is telling me this with a mixture of regret and sorrow because when her daughter was little, She knows that she spent far too many nights resenting having to put food on the table for her children, rushing them through their bath time, their bedtime, always too busy with thoughts of all the other things that she thought she'd rather be doing than providing lovingly the care she was providing begrudgingly. She tells me that she always thought there were so many other things that she needed to be doing, but now she understands that what she really should have been doing was simply paying attention to where she was instead of worrying about what wasn't getting done. She said that she now knew that she had missed a million opportunities to express love in a million different ways, doing the things that every mother does every day to care for their family. Telling me about how she now understands all of that she missed and all that she failed to give them causes her to cry. She cries quietly as she watches her daughter leave the house to walk their dog in a gentle mountain rain. But first the daughter came into the room where we were visiting and kissed her mom gently, smiling at her reassuringly. Experiences like the one I have just shared are what 
keep those who work in end-of-life doing what they do. When we pay attention to what those we care for can teach us, when someone we are caring for trusts us enough to share their innermost realizations as they near death, we are being given one of life's most precious gifts. The woman I speak of wished that she could go back and do it over, but she couldn't. She could only take what she now knew and pass it along in an effort to leave the world a little better than it would be if she had died in silence without sharing her new awareness. As her tears fell, she raised one thin hand to her throat and smiled at me. I reached out my hand to her, and nothing more needed to be said. Her daughter was coming in from her walk, and Ellen and I had one brief moment, locked in on one another, one mom to another, hoping, both of us, that our time on this planet has made a difference. This is Sean Jung. Thank you for joining me today, where the veil grows thin. I hope you'll come again.